Good morning. It is Monday, April 15th, 7.40 a.m. It has been quite a week. Another busy, busy, busy week. Um, Just been sourcing and sorting. So much cleaning and shipping. Oh my word. I've got an insane amount of shipping to do and that's definitely not a humble brag it's just I have a lot of shipping to do and I need to come up with a good system so it's not taking over my life (laughs) Uh, I need help if anyone wants to help me who is capable of helping it is very uh it's a a job that I, I get really distracted while I'm doing it because it there's something about it that I don't enjoy so much. And so I'll wrap a package and get it shipped. And then I'm like, you know, I think I have a clogged pore on my nose. I, I can just feel it. Maybe I should go take care of that. So I'll walk away from the shipping room and go into the kitchen to take care of that clogged pore. And then pick up some buttons and things and like... Oh, those are pretty buttons. <laughs> that actually happened. Um, I had just got some Mother of Pearl buttons uh, in a bag from Community Thrift. And they were mixed in with non-Mother of Pearl buttons. And I couldn't wait to sort and organize them. Uh, I had to march myself back to the shipping room and keep shipping. Keep on shipping. So... It's so it is something that's a sign when I do stuff like that, it means I don't want to do the task at hand, and uh, it could become problematic with the buildup. Uh, I usually get my podcasts and Lavinia next to me and some strong coffee, and I try to just power through. It just it takes every ounce of my strength to do so, and I'm not exaggerating, so I'm a big old wimp. Um, even just having somebody in the room to keep me in the room would probably be extremely helpful. Um, maybe someday that person will help me, whoever that person may be. Uh, last night, I, well, yesterday, I'll just start out with the day. Uh, yesterday was a very full day. Um, I woke up and did some selling and f- I shot some photos of items that was pretty early in the morning. And then I went and ate at Mission Kitchen. And that place was hopping, bo bopping. I tell you what, uh, I love Mission Kitchen. It is kind of a, it looks like an ugly diner. You know, it's like one of the uglier diners. But what you get inside, you could smell the coffee going. And there's all this hustle and bustle. And it's the food is delicious and I love the wait staff there. Um, my favorite waiter is this guy. He looks kind of like Latino Superman or something, but he's got a little bit of scruff. So he could also be from Superman too, one of the henchmen in the black onesie. Um, he could go either way. Uh, he's very flamboyant and he loves to sing along with the jukebox. They always have Selena on the jukebox. Um, so it's just, you know, there's a happy atmosphere. I usually get the chilaquiles with the spicy green 
salsa and it has like lumps of farmer like that that crumbly cotija cheese I get the eggs uh, over easy and I just shovel it in to the trough to the trough um, but yesterday I had the chorizo and eggs and I love those because they're not greasy at all and again I shoveled it in I usually like to have a big breakfast before I get doing the tarot for the day. Uh, it ended up being a very fruitful day. I worked with Stacy and Billy at the shop. Uh, they were they were keeping the shop as I was in the back doing tarot. It started out as kind of a slow day. I was actually going to pack up at around five. I think I'd had three clients trickle in uh, for some hours, so I was just, you know, checking in with the cosmos, and then it just flooded in, and I was really busy, like almost up to 8 p.m., so a lot, I had a lot of querents, uh, so it ended up being quite a fruitful day. Um, I made some goals that, that I wished to achieve, uh, but yeah, it was good. I didn't I didn't feel drained at all, but there was a sense of urgency as push was coming to shove because it was also game night at Taylor's. So I hot-footed it over to Taylor's. Uh, it's about a 20-minute walk up the hill from uh, from Needles and Pens on Valencia. So it was pretty fun. I must say the spread was killer. Uh, Burke and Taylor are becoming quite the hosts, uh, power hosting duo, and their game nights are a sought after invitation, if I might say so myself. <laughs> so even though I had a ton of crap to do to get ready for my sister Yvonne coming into town, I was like, I am not missing this game night. So uh, the game that we played was Scattergories. And we played a good four rounds of it. I hadn't played Scattergories since like 1992. One moment. Hello, Lavinia. Mommy loves you. Um, and it was really fun. I liked the timer and that like weird D&D uh, &D dice. We went through about four or five bottles of uh, various shades of uh, pink wine. Uh, from sparkling to still to like this one that's called Angel's Whisper was one of the names of <laughs> one of the wines we had. Um, and I think that the whisper is the, uh, it refers to the very faint pink of the rosé. Let's just say this, I drank a lot of it. I think I had about six small glasses of rosé or some rosé adjacent wine um there were those spanakopa egg roll thingies from lamed uh there were falafel balls from lamed uh there were gluten-free brownies which i had a small piece of because i'm trying not to eat sugar again um there was that delicious saint andre triple cream brie with uh gluten-free crackers Still still delicious and decadent with the gluten-free crackers, I might say so myself. That's that's where I gorged myself at. Mostly, I kept going back to the kitchen, and I was just helping myself to that stuff. Because, you know, 
I don't, I try not to have that in the house because I'll eat the whole thing really fast. Um, so I'll just eat most of the whole thing at Taylor's house really fast. Uh, so it was myself, Taylor, Burke, Jen was there, Abby, uh, a nice woman named Shelby, and another woman named, I believe, Jess from Taylor's school were there and they were delightful. They are delightful ladies. Uh, and then the final round we did was, it made me feel like I was at some kind of slumber party or something because we had the way categories works for those of you who don't know is you have these cards that have like the names of things like sports teams, you know, um, kitchen appliances, yada, 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 ad nauseum. And then you roll the die and depending on the letter it lands on, then you have to come up with things in that category. So it's a game of alliteration of which I'm extremely fond of. I, I adore alliteration. Uh, so it came, I would say pretty easily to me, but I didn't necessarily win every round. Um, so the final round was, was a kind of a free-for-all where we made up categories ourselves and then we tried to to beat them and to uh, come up with you know then a name the the letter that it landed on was G so um, one of the categories Taylor came up with was conspiracy theories so I got Gorbachev is the Antichrist um, that was a good one left over from my childhood uh, we had these those chick tracks, and I distinctively remember that being one of the comic books or tracks that we had in our possession. So it was just a gay old time. Um, and then after everybody left, I, of course, had to stay longer and catch up with Taylor Burke, and uh, we broke out the tarot decks. There were, you know, just a tarot a tarot full evening, uh, a tarot full day. Uh, she had two decks going, uh, the hermetic tarot, which had been given to her by Tori. And, uh, that's a very masculine deck. And then we also had the Rider weight next to us, which, you know, it's a colorful palette cleanser after the severity and phallocentricism of the Hermetic Tarot, um, which is, it's like a Golden Dawn deck. Uh, she also had a tarot book manual that uh, was based on the Thoth Tarot, which I'm probably pronouncing it wrong for all you Crowley purists out there. Um, but that's another extremely male and phallocentric deck. So we were talking about archetypes of of the tarot and guessing and commiserating about what our, our tarot archetypes were. And I thought it might be interesting to share this with you guys because a lot of people think that tarot is just a bunch of silly hoo-ha. And you know what? There isn't. Everything's a bunch of silly hoo-ha, okay? Um, and it's... On the other hand, it's not as mystical as you think. They're tools of our consciousness uh, that that's what makes it seem like it's, quote, magic. Um, it's, it's about tapping into what you 
kind of already know deep down inside and the pictures will give you a, a visual place for those premonitions to go. We all get premonitions and have intuition. Uh, it's just a tool of guiding it. Um, and people who, the, the surprise element comes in uh, when it's people who just don't notice every premonition that comes their way. Uh, so then they are very, uh, you know, they're surprised uh, when things in the tarot deck become true or resonate with them. Uh, you know, I can never really tell which card I'm going to pick, but I can see, I can see archetypes in the cards pretty easily. And that, that's one of the things that informs my methods. So back to Taylor and Burke. Taylor wanted to know what her tarot archetype was. And I mentioned the Page of Cups, which is a delightful card. Uh, Page of Cups is has a, uh, he's a, a sweet androgynous person. They're a sweet androgynous person with a beret and a tunic. And uh, in my deck, they're depicted holding a, a goblet with a fish, a slippery live fish in it. Uh, it denotes someone who has an unconventional way of doing things, of giving and receiving love. Love is mentioned because cups rule relationships. Uh, there's a lot of lessons to be learned from the Page of Cups because they, they keep people on their toes. They have an ever-changing internal rhythm. They're kind of like the the riddlers of of the deck. So that's that's the archetype that I thought reminded me of Taylor, and I shared that with her, and uh, she actually said, "Yeah, that resonates with me." Uh, in in the Hermetic deck, the the Page of Cups is a busty vixen with a cup near her and has this leviathan dolphin whale eel i think it's basically a mutated eel that is too big for the cup just kind of swishing around wildly uh i think the fish represents like an energy field um an ever-changing um unfathomable unfathomable and barely tangible energy field and and purpose so that was that was in the card, and there was also a turtle that was uh, adjacent to the to the cup. Turtles to me represent wisdom and longevity, um, patience, and I think the turtle was near the cup to temper the wildness of the mutated eel. Makes sense. Um, and then we then we talked about Burke's archetype, and we're always evolving in different stages. So you may find yourself in between two archetypes. Uh, so Burke's was what I intuited was Knight of Knight of Wands moving into and becoming the King of Wands. Uh, the Knight of Wands is extremely loyal, uh, physically driven, strong physical urges and desires. And very focused knights, uh, they do the bidding of the king, however. And so often a knight will evolve into to a kingly presence, uh, as indicated by the king of rods. 
the king of rods is not a hyper intellectual they don't cerebralize everything but they have a very strong intuitive sense they're still very sexual beings but they have some of that sexual energy parlayed into into an intuitive and psychic sense and that is indicated by the deck that I and I the one that I use the king of rods has a um a thinking cap on with these wings and and uh it has a little bird head on it and when I see a bird I think I think of uh intuitions and manifestations psychic abilities so it's right on their head so which, which means rather than overthinking something they they go by what they listen to that sixth sense um and uh, the sixth sense is pretty powerful because it emanates and hovers above the brain waves uh, that's where the sixth sense come from they are the the um the outer tendrils of of your brain waves and that's where I believe we get our intuition from the brain itself is just another organ and man we got to whip that buddy into shape uh so it is good to uh to tap into knowledge and wisdom outside the brain so to speak the brain is an organ you got to make it work for you um and you can't let the brain turn off your intuition okay so in combination with each other with the king of rods and the page of cups we see a a royal scenario when you have the court cards i always visualize literally the court of a king or queen we are in the the court of the king of rods the king is upon their throne they're ruling intuitively uh, they have they have uh, vast multi-dimensional principalities and then here comes the page of cups waltzing in and they have ways of keeping themselves in the king's good graces and the way they do that is just by being themselves and in a way they're like a court jester that's their role but they're more than just a jester because each little joke or entertainment they offer has an allegorical story or puzzle to it um and that intrigues and delights the king and so they want to hear and see more of these fascinating stories they want to know how the page keeps the fish in the cup they want to know it's an always an an ever faceted you know um, journey and it's a it's the complexity is what stimulates and and helps the king of rods focus their their intuition and knowledge so it's a very it's a delightful dance so um they're they the two energies ground each other the two cards ground each other whereas the page of cups uh offers intellectual stimulation or fills in the blanks for um intellectual stimulation not received and then the uh the king of rods uh helps with the empathy centers and the intuition and also the sen- the awaken awakening sensuality so there it's a delightful and and charming 
pairing. And so those are those archetypes are embodied in Taylor and Burke. So there you have it. That's a little glimpse about how I read cards. Um, for me, it's all about a story of each kingdom and how the court, the court cards play with each other. So that's what why I love doing tarot so much and also makes sense why I love the royal families <laughs> and dynasties and all sorts of things, the intrigue and the drama. Um, it's, it's never ending. <sighs> Sister Yvonne is coming into town and I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I haven't seen her in years. Uh, we don't get to see each other very much, even though we talk to each other all the time. And I love her so much. Um, I want to make sure that she has a very pleasant and enjoyable stay here. She's only staying for a few days. She was supposed to come into town today, but her flight got delayed. So at least I have an extra day to prepare. But, oh, man, I got to get out of bed and do it. Um, so I want to take her to Big Lantern and other such places and go to the museum and go to the Conservatory of Flowers. So there's a lot of things I want to do with her. All right. Well, you know, I really do have to go. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. It's been great talking at you. Have a wonderful week. Bye-bye. <laughs>